This podcast has been sponsored by the 2018 champion, Matt Albright. Radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and your favorite hosts, Giuseppe. That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Hey fellas, I love the podcast. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Scoop and Poop. I'm your host Giuseppe and with me once again is Turtle. Turtle, it's been a couple of weeks since the both of us have been on the show at the same time. Did you miss me? Of course. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. I missed you as well. I think you, Tony, and the 15 other people who were on the podcast last week did a great job. In uh, my absence, it's nice to know that you need half of the league and an entire division in order to do it when I'm gone. But you know, I was thinking we could have added a few more members. Like we could have had <laughs> we could have had Avitza on. We could have had Rob on. We could have had uh, Rob. Yeah, we could have had uh, we could have had Joe on. You know, like we could have got some more in, some more ball. Yeah. Like it, it was actually a thing. Like uh, Avitza was going to be on last week. Um, I go to Tony. I'm like, Hey, Avitz is going to be on. And he says, Giuseppe's not here. We have the entire balls Mahoney division. <laughs> I'm like, hold the fuck on. We, we have guests. <laughs> like people are willing to do this. I, I thought like it would just be a shoe in, you know, I waited until like an hour before the podcast to, to let him know, just assuming like we have zero interest or, or listeners. It's usually a good um, assumption, but last week we were stacked. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, what the shit though? Yeah. I will say, I mean, this is going to be the sixth week, and you kind of alluded to it, but we'll have a beats on in the in the preview show that we've had guests almost every single week, and it's been like remarkable. That 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 tells me either one people are really bored because of COVID and they got time on their hands, and they just need to talk to somebody other than their wife, kids, or other significant other, or two that people are a little they're actually paying a little bit more attention than uh, than in previous years. And that they want to be a part of it. Either way, it's been it's been great and uh, very welcoming for uh, for me specifically. And then I'm sure everybody else is 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 pretty happy about it. But yeah, it, it feels good to be back in the seat. Uh, I I still have not finished the entire preview show. I think I got about like eight or ten minutes left from last week. I was telling Tony I had finished my work call that was taking place that was conflicting with the podcast. And I saw that you there were you guys were still in the thing, and I'm like, oh, okay, they're probably wrapping up. And I waited a good ten minutes before I sent him like an IM, and I'm like, dude, what's going on over there? You guys are going long, and he's like, yeah, you're telling me. And it was another fifteen minutes before it was like completely done. It was around what about ten forty Central Time when you guys finally it was finished. About Twelve minutes longer than usual, but <laughs> I, that I, that's entirely my fault because I had to do everything. Like I had to drive the show. I had to work out the buttons. I had to like, you know, do everything and I'm very slow at this, so you could put <laughs> yeah. it on me. 
I mean, like I said, it was it was good. It was entertaining. I it's not that I I haven't been able to find. I just don't have a long enough gap of time in order to to consume all of it. But yeah, it was it was good. I, I was I was happy with everybody. We need to get K Wall a better mic. That that we got to do. Yeah, we he, looked for that uh, he had to use his Day. phone, which was never this is never a good thing. But uh, yeah. you know, we powered through. Yeah, exactly. But um, I think that's enough small talk. We can kind of get into the recap. So. The first matchup was Primetime's Nitro against Legion of Zubaz, Micah. And man, oh man, what a close one. Micah pulls out the one-point victory here on the back of Derek Henry. I, I, did you guys see that long touchdown run, either in highlights or watching that game live at yeah, all? I watched it. Oh yeah. How does that guy never get caught? He's like 250 and he's able to outrun people. It's one thing when he runs over somebody, but I I don't think I've ever seen a mix of power and speed like Derrick Henry in my life. They had him clocked in at 21.6 miles per hour during that run. Jesus. <laughs> That's like Tyree Kill speed, man. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. And that man is way too big to be moving that fast. That's what I mean. It's it seems like a, a complete abnormality. Like the, somebody that size, just just generally speaking, cannot have like the ability of doing what he does. But he, you know, he definitely did it. Yeah, massive game. Two hundred twelve yards, two touchdowns. He even got involved slightly in the receiving game. I honestly don't know why they don't throw the ball more to him. Because if you put him in the flat and he catches the ball, and then he has the the opportunity to pick up speed. And stiff arm you like it's over because if you if you put him on the outside and it's a DB trying to make a tackle one on one that's not happening as we saw with what was it Josh Norman yeah Josh Bills Norman he sent him to the shadow realm dude with that shift <laughs> that stiff arm it was pretty crazy but yeah I mean that, that was big Micah I mean you know it was one of those situations where it, going into Monday night primetime had Travis Kelsey I don't want to call it Monday night that game was at like noon Pacific time or something like that. And then he had, you know, uh, Zeke Elliott in the actual Monday night game. And Kelsey had a good, really good game, 19 points. But I'm like, oh, it's okay. Zeke's going to be able to handle it. But then Zeke fumbled two times on like almost consecutive drives or something like that. And yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. And then Dallas was, I mean, they got shellacked by, by Arizona. And at that point, I, I didn't know if they were going to be able to do it because you know, Pollard was getting a little bit more play and obviously they had to throw the ball, but that's the throwing the ball actually worked out in his favor. Eight catches for 31 yards for Zeke. So that was the difference. Michael wins by one point, including defensive adjustments and everything like that. So I'm looking over his roster to see if there's anybody who's like at a, a yardage threshold that might get it deducted and it doesn't look like it. So the only way Michael loses this one is if either the the fo- the Washington football team sack becomes a tackle for zero yard loss <laughs> or, or uh, you know, th- an extra, you know, potential like, you know, a couple of yards here and there on on uh, primetime's running game with uh, Matthew Stafford. But other than that, I think he's he's safe and he pulls off the the big upset. So you guys talked a big game last week and, you know, that you guys are the, the highest scoring everything else. I know Turtles petitioned numerous times to try to get into the uh the the Ditka division 
I'll pay one point five times the buy-in <laughs> to play I'll, in that I'll division. I'll pay one point seven three hundred dollars. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'll keep. I'll bid this up. That division's. <laughs> I mean, come on. Whatever he's paying, I'll rate. I'll. I'll go fifty percent more. I. Well, I highly doubt. <laughs> that you will go as high as I. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that division beat the best representative of your division and who some people have argued the best team in the league. So that just tells you that anything can happen on any given week. So congrats to Micah, four and two. This is a guy who's had really, 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 really bad luck in, in the league, whether it's people just getting hurt. I mean, he drafted what, like Antonio Brown last year and all that shit shit happened to him and you know injuries and everything else but you know so far knock on wood he's 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 done he's done right by everything and honestly at the end of the day like you know he he made that trade with prime time to get Roethlisberger not that Roethlisberger had a massive game but if he was forced to start the opposite quarterback Baker Mayfield he doesn't win that game while the guy he traded away was on a buy in Emmanuel Sanders and who's usually on the bench for prime time. So those smart moves that he made, you know, really helped him out so far. So congrats to Mike and moving on to four I think, and two. Well, we should talk about the uh, everybody's sleeper pick of the week. Oh Alexander God. Madison. I, he was a top five play in every ranking I saw. And I didn't want to talk about it because no, I, I'm a Dalvin Cook owner in another league and I had Matt, Madison and he was, I mean, absolute trash. Like, yeah. Turtle, you, this is a local game for you. I know Minnesota would just got destroyed by what the the second worst team in the NFC, and <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and this uh, was Madison's yeah, only shot. I, to start I mean, this, I have no excuses. Season, they this team is just bad. The coaching, everything need to go from the top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because in soccer, usually what what will happen is teams will fire the coach, and it'll give like a spark. That almost never happens in the NFL. But it has. You've got Atlanta, who did what they did here against Minnesota. And then while Houston lost to Tennessee, they took them to to overtime. And that was, you know, and that was on the road. And Tennessee, again, being, you know, they a really good team. Also so. didn't kick the field goal, uh, missed the two-point conversion, allowed yeah. them to come back, kick the field goal, tie the game, and then lost the game because they didn't kick the field goal. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely a lot of crazy things. But, yeah, Tony, you're absolutely right. Alexander Madison did nothing. 10 for 26. The first drive, Cousins throws a pick. And then, like, two drives later, he does the same thing. They were in the hole, like, very fast. So, yeah, there was nothing going on there. But, you know, next week is a, is a different week for prime time. We'll see what happens. So, next matchup, um, we've got... Uh, Turtle and Evitz's fucking savages against BDI's God Emperor President D's nuts, and so I want to spend a little time here because Turtle, you've got a side bet with BDI, and going into this game, obviously you had a two-game deficit <laughs> in that bet, and you know I know that there's a lot of weeks left and a lot of a lot to be played, but you know you were sitting on potentially paying 200 bucks for him to get in the league next year, and so of all the weeks for you to be lucky. I think you'd agree that you, you know, after all those other hundred point losses you've taken, that this one felt really good. Oh yeah, it felt great to crush BDI. I, 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 I couldn't ask for a better win. Like even if points helped me in tiebreakers, like just that one point victory. Uh, I, I really hope it doesn't come back to bite me in like a couple days here. But fuck off, BDI. I'm still gonna crush you. And it- <laughs> It, it makes it that much more sweeter to know he was this close and he was, he had his hopes up and you just stepped on his throat. 
Yeah, what's up with the third? I mean, like, I felt like I got lucky with this Giants defense uh, getting a touchdown. Like, I was like, yes, I scored 21, fucking 30 points out of kicker and defense. I do that every week. They Like, the kicker and defense just crush. Go look at the defenses I've played against. If they've scored 20-plus, I've played against them every week that they've done it. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, we'll get there, but I got victimized by special teams and, de- and uh, all across the board and defenses as well. I mean, it's 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 remarkable how much of a, a game changer it is when you can get scoring out of the defense and a kicker who actually gets a you know opportunities for field goals. That's the hard part to predict, right? Is like how are you going to do that? And you were running into real bad luck with that because the Patriots weren't doing anything, and but thankfully because Denver well i mean thankfully for you bad for me but Denver wasn't scoring touchdowns that means New England isn't was in a position to continue to kick field goals when they got close versus having to go for touchdowns because of the the amount of points they chased but Julio returned to being Julio so he he had two TDs one of i mean you again we we talked about Minnesota a little bit before but Minnesota's just absolute trash and we know that the the secondary is beat up and just bad and just i mean to let Julio Jones do with the things that he was doing. Like he was running away from people. He doesn't do that anymore. Like, yeah, like that's, that's not something that, that, that happens with a guy who's coming off, you know, multiple injuries that's, that's plagued him all season. So that 27 was huge, especially knowing that uh, BDI has Matt Ryan on the other side, who has the 31. Actually, I believe when you guys previewed this game, he had Kirk cousins in his lineup. Is that correct? Yes, he messaged me and said that he switched to Matt Ryan because Julio was active and he wanted to block it, which <laughs> it worked out. I mean, yeah, it worked out. He did get that charity touchdown out of Thalen towards the end of the game. Kudos to K Wall. That picture that he found of Thalen yelling at Kirk Cousins and the face that Kirk Cousins is making is classic. Was that from like last a- week or was that from like last year? Because I remember a game where, where Cousins was getting shit on by Diggs and Thalen on the sidelines. I, I'm not sure when he got it. Okay, well, if you're listening, you know, send us a message, tweet at us, or whatever the case may be, you know, during the week to confirm if that was from last week or not. But it was just, I mean, it looked like the Eli face, but just like a different iteration of it with Kirk <laughs> Cousins. Uh, but yeah, congrats to you, Turtle. Uh, big win. Get you, you know, you were on that that losing streak, and again, BDI, you know, obviously, you know, to get that that side side pocket, you know, bet going on. So it's good to get the win there. Next matchup. My God, I cannot believe this. Kowalski's Washington crack ass crackers against Mike's mask up bitches. I would never have predicted with the guys that Mike had in the matchups he had this week that he would have put up only 60 points, but he did. And he still found a way to win. Mike has historically been really unlucky and one of those teams that scores a ton of points and ends up losing. But this, I, I feel like it's got to be his year. I mean, he's five and one with a really good team. And then in a week where he, I mean, shits the bed, he plays anybody else in that division as the matchups were aligned and he loses. So it just, it just really worked out well. I mean, there were literally what two teams in the entire league that he would have beat this week. And he ended up playing one of them. Remarkable. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I don't know what's going on. I I think it's a, his low scoring, I mean, he ended up with 21, which is was pretty good for him. But, like, his low output has been because the defense has been so good that they've been able to shut teams down, and so they don't really need to use them that much, and they just, you know, run the ball with their 15 running backs. But, you know, they let Philly back into that game, which I don't know. I don't know what, what was going on there and how, how that happened. But, you know, he only put up 21. Robinson, he got, he got a touchdown at late for the 12 there, and then his kicker. Everything else was, like, low single digits. 
if K-Wall gets anything out of Aaron Rodgers, he uh, he absolutely wins this week. I mean, you guys watch you guys watch the the Tampa Green Bay. Oh yeah, game? I loved every fucking second of that game. I I'm I'm in shock, honestly. What I what I saw. I mean, Aaron Rodgers looked like he got his body snatched by Philip Rivers in that game. Like he was not throwing the ball well. <laughs> he didn't have time to throw it, which is obviously like a big factor. But beyond that, like Aaron Rodgers, we know he's like not the fastest dude in the world, but he's like pretty evasive of the rush. But he was not. Like he just he just kind of got destroyed. I I was very surprised by by what happened there. Uh I own Aaron Rodgers in another league along with Adams, just like K Wall, so obviously <laughs> I lost. Um Ronald Jones. Do you guys think that Fournette gets the job full time at any point of the season, even if when he when he's right? With Ronald Jones healthy? Yeah. No. Yeah, there's no, no way. He's right? not he's not taking over a majority share. Yeah. I mean, the way he's been running, I mean, that's three straight weeks of a hundred yards or more rushing. So yeah, and they just put it on the Packers. There's no way they're just gonna be like, Yeah, come on in, Leonard. Yeah, I mean, I know that he's the, you know, the the free agent they brought in for nothing, but, you know, the, t- the highly regarded from, you know, the draft and everything like that. But, I mean, Ronald Jones is, has been fantastic. I don't know if that, that was what he needed to light the fire or, or what, but, yeah, he's been great. You know, Kowalski's really, you know, it's worked out for him, knowing that, like, he's had other issues at the running back position, but that, that really worked out well for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, San Francisco, you know, they had a good game bounce back after Miami and Cooper cup wasn't able to do anything. It looks like McKinnon's probably going to get a little bit of a bigger role now because uh, Mozart is hurt and Tevin Coleman's still not ready to come back. So he might be able to get McKinnon back into this lineup starting next week, but yeah, tough loss. K wall. I know that he's waving a white flag and he's, he's tossing out uh, his, his roster for draft picks for next year. So I'm sure that if you if you're interested in somebody from his roster, you might be able to float him an offer, and we'll see what happens. Better hurry! Only uh, is it this week the deadline? Is the last week or next week? Uh, I don't remember. I'd have to look at the. the I want to say it's week eight, but do not quote me on that. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it's there's like uh, one distinction for if there's picks involved, and one if it's player for player. Oh uh, shit! Again, Are we past the pick deadline? We then? might. We might be. Ooh. It might have been week six. I'm not. We'll, we'll, again, I'm we not will a, research this. Listen to the preview show. We'll have an answer for you. Yeah. Uh, next matchup, we've got Tony's COVID mania against Pee Wee McLean's BDI is a coward. And uh, another loss for the the division known as the Balls Mahoney when I'm not on the podcast here. Big game for you, Tony. You put up the third highest point total, but you played the highest scoring team. I got turtled. This is a yeah. turtle game. This is turtle luck. I mean, well, I mean, the thing about it is this. It's like weird because you had luck, but you had an unlucky matchup, if that makes sense. Like, there's no way in hell you would ever expect to get 22 points out of DeAndre Swift, right? So, like, you had that going for you. Uh, same thing, like Miami's defense. They they literally had – Miami's defense is – the, the only team who shut out another team in the NFL this season. So the week that you had them is the week that they shut a team out, which is 10 points. You know, your kicker put up, you know, a monster game. So you had some things 
that were quote unquote lucky. But again, from on the other side of the table, you weren't lucky because of the guy, the guy you played double digits across the board for everybody on Pee Wee's roster, with the exception of his kicker and Terry McLaurin who was just one away. Uh, AJ Brown caught two touchdowns. Will Fuller, man, I'm sure K wall's regretting cutting Will Fuller V um, 13, 17, 13, 18 in his last four weeks. The only week he didn't put up double digits was the week he was hurt in week two. He's been uh, very, very good. He's been the number one target for Deshaun Watson. And because that team is losing usually by a lot, he's going to get a lot of targets. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I don't know if he's ever going to get a touchdown after week one, but you know what? It's never going to (laughs) happen. If he can put up 161 yards rushing and catch a few passes, I think he'll be okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, overall, like I said, very balanced performance for Pee Wee McLean. Tony, you had a very unlucky uh, matchup, and you you, uh, take a loss there. But no... No ground got lost, though. I entirely blame you, Giuseppe, for the schedule. Uh, Mike gets 60 points, and he gets a win, and I score 100, and I lose. I mean, something's a little fishy there, Turtle. Wouldn't you say it's uh, more slighted towards his division? Yeah, of course. It's always against our division. Yeah, totally. <laughs> You're trying uh... to keep the man down, Giuseppe, but uh, a hoax. the cream rises to the top, as you'll find out. We definitely saw the cream rise to the top of the next matchup, which is Santino's It's Time to Loot against. Okay, so Matt's team name last week, I don't remember it. Um, it was the Drew Landry show. It was a go. Drew yeah. Carey knockoff, yes. So I wish I was on the podcast last week. Did you guys talk about, again, I don't know if we got. I got that far in the previews, about Santino being like a huge Star Trek guy and that Matt didn't use a Star Trek-related uh, no. TV thing? No, I don't. I don't know if Matt knew that about Santino, but we definitely did not talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that Santino might've been upset or felt slighted. He even posted on the message board that he, uh, he, Matt didn't even change his team name for, uh, for Santino. I think that was a, a jab that he didn't reflect uh, a program that Santino was a fan of. So Santino makes a, a big trade during the week that you guys had talked about. And it ended up, kind of working out i mean Cremont only got four points but it's better than the net one from his bench at, at the running back position so big 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 game out of justin jefferson garbage time was very very uh very good to him 31 points huge game there chase claypool who he spent uh about eight thousand dollars on i think he owes three years worth of fab dollars in order to pay off did he mortgage debt. the the future years of fab money <laughs> i think so yeah. what's the interest uh, rate he, just you know <laughs> but yeah he ended up getting a 12 out of him which was great dj moore looked really good against the bears which doesn't happen that often he didn't get in the end zone but he had five for 93 and they, they gave him a lot of targets, but the Bears ended up pulling off the victory there, and he wasn't able to get in the end zone. So, yeah, overall, 79 points for Santino, which is a pretty decent game. Matt, the struggle bus continues for him this year. He, he uh, lost, you know, Prescott. He starts Gardner Minshew. I mean, uh, it's like a decent matchup playing Detroit, but just couldn't get it done. Only 13 points there. George Kittle had a nice game. On uh, long touchdown over 100 yards, but you know, besides that, a whole lot of nothing. Cam Akers still not producing for him. You know, when you when you live by the rookie running back, you die by the rookie running back. And Cam Akers didn't do much. And J.K. Dobbins again, he's in a rotation there that you never know who's going to get it. 
So he's in, he's in a tough spot there with Aquilar being out. I mean, he's he's been plagued by injuries. It's going to be, I think it's a rebuilding year for uh, for Matt from what it's looking like here. But yeah, congrats to Santino. Big victory. Moves into two and four. I would be remiss if I do not say something about Rob Gronkowski, I suppose. Five for 78 and a touchdown. Is this literally the only week that Santino has not played Gronk? You know, when I saw him catch the touchdown, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Because I know what's going to happen is Santino's going to play Rob Gronkowski every week from here on out, just chasing that touchdown that he missed on his bench. Yeah, I mean, again, I I, I cannot remember if he's ever not started him. I don't think that's the case. But yeah, he's he uh, he did not deliver there. Bobby Trees, uh, two weeks in a row on Santino's bench, or two weeks he gets a touchdown. <laughs> Uh, you know he's going to start him next week, and and they're uh, and he's not going to be able to to get anything in there because they're playing the Bears, and the Bears are pretty good at stopping the passing game. But you just know it's going to happen. So, congrats, Santino! Nice victory. Next matchup, we've got my Bone Zone against Worm's team, Taylor Maronamia. So Worm got twenty four points out of his kicker. Twenty four points out of his kicker. I couldn't believe it. Six field goals. And most of them were in the first quarter, too. He had four in the first quarter. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Did you see so that he... that kicker has COVID now? So you like one week <laughs> oh, you away. Be kidding me. One week away and you would have been good. Oh, my God. You're kidding, right? Uh, no, Wellburn said that earlier. I don't know if it's factual or not, but uh, yeah. He, I think he might have COVID. That's amazing. I mean, he was, I mean, again, his kicker out like, Put up more points than DeAndre Swift, Ronald Jones, um, AJ Brown, Will Fuller. Like I mean, like most quarterbacks. Like you know, it was it was remarkable what he was able to do. And that again, that that was the difference for sure. Because my defense and special teams was not even hot garbage. It was ice cold garbage. I got a net minus two, and Worm got thirty five out of his kicker and his defense. That that's not gonna get it gonna get it done every week. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a thirty-seven point swing between those positions. And then again, another thing that killed me was uh, Carson Wentz had negative one point going into halftime. He ends up with twenty-eight because Baltimore took their foot off the gas. I mean, not that it, again. At the end of the day, what, when his defense and kicker ended up doing what they did, like I wouldn't have been able to win. But yeah. I just, uh, you know, when you don't score touchdowns, you're fucked. And nobody scored touchdowns for me except for my quarterback. Miles Gaskin got poached three times inside the five-yard line by Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing the ball. So you know what? I don't care if you're pissed off about Tua starting. Fuck you, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hand the ball off to your running back inside the five-yard line when you're playing the damn Jets. So that hurt me there. Kenny Galladay. They throw to him in the end zone. He just gets interfered with. So DeAndre Swift or Adrian Peterson or whomever just punches it in. That's their their plan there. And I don't know what the hell is happening with Chris Godwin. I mean, Tampa's just – I mean, his injury has really killed me this year. And then beyond that, like, he's he's not getting any of the red zone targets right now. So it might be Fulgham time for me pretty soon. If they weren't playing on Thursday, I might put him in. I don't know. I might still put him in for Crowder. I'm still thinking about it. But So, Turtle, oh, man. you should be thanking Giuseppe. For this week. Um, Do you want to know why? Yeah. So he traded Matt Ryan for Deshaun Watson in that package deal. Now, 
Deshaun Watson scored one more point than Matt Ryan. And BDI would have tied you this week if he'd held on to Deshaun Watson. Fuck BDI. <laughs> Holy shit, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I just did just a little quick little bit of research there. And uh, yeah. If what you, was the deal? Uh, wasn't it Watson and... Who? Watson plus Devontae Parker. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Watson plus Saquon for Devontae Parker and Matt Ryan. And I think Parker was on his bench, so he had no impact in that game. Parker, he played Parker versus me. Oh, he did? Okay. Well, I think he only had like four or five four points. points. yeah. yeah. And he would have played Christian Kirk and who would have had nine. Or no, nah, he probably played DJ Chark. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Thanks, Giuseppe. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Uh, I guess, you know, a sucker's born every minute and uh, I was the sucker <laughs> this week, but it worked out for you. Um, all right. I think that. That does it for all these guys. So what do we talk about the money players? <laughs> all right. And I think Tony just kind of talked about it, but a quarterback, it was uh, Deshaun Watson and uh, me. Straight cash, homie. Oh, My and you stole $10 from BDI? That's awesome. Yeah, and I stole $10 from BDI. <laughs> uh, so that worked out well. Uh, running back is Micah and Derek Henry. Straight cash, homie. At wide receiver, we have, believe it or not, Santino and Jefferson. Yes, yes, yes. Straight cash, homie. Uh, now we move on to the start of the week. Start of the week. Uh, that goes back to Santino and uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, he could have started Gronk. We all know that he loves to do that, but <laughs> he went with Jefferson. And I think that would have been the difference. But yeah, great job, Santino. Well played with your lineup. You're you're definitely making your way into that fourth place certificate conversation. You need not look at the standings. Uh, now I move on to the dud of the week. Dud, dud, dud of the week. And before it happened, I would have never predicted this. Uh, Aaron Rodgers minus one net this week. I actually cut Tampa's defense in another league to pick up the. Indianapolis Colts because I, I didn't like the matchup and Tampa absolutely ripped a new asshole out of the Packers and the Colts almost lost to Cincinnati. So I suck at fantasy football is what the moral of that story is. Moving on to the lucky bastard. One lucky and this one's going to go to Micah. Um, 79 points isn't a massive number. Uh, and you were able to get a victory against primetime literally off of a catch in a meaningless fourth quarter, third quarter, whenever it took place in a game, Dallas was losing by 20 plus points, but those eight catches that Zeke got. And more importantly, I think he got one really late and then they, they yeah. ended up putting Pollard in right, Tony or something. Yeah. Like it was like three minutes left in the game. No reason for Zeke to be out there. He actually, I thought he was going to get benched after the second fumble, but uh, yeah, that was a miracle that Micah got those catches and uh, it was enough to beat primetime. Yeah, so congrats, because it's always better to be lucky than good in fantasy football. And then finally, the world's worst fantasy owner. The worst fantasy football owner. Of the week. Uh, K-Wall for the second time this year. 52 points and a very, very, and what ended up being a very, very winnable game. We didn't think about it going into it, but yeah, that, that Aaron Rodgers situation was really bad. That really cost you. So unfortunately, that would be you this week. K-Wall, better luck. Next week, maybe he comes out with uh, some anger and aggression and him and Adams combined for 54 or something. 
And that's going to do it for our week six preview, or sorry, recap, fantasy football scoop and poop. All right, show's over. I'm tired. Fantasy Podcast now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.